0: Hello, blessed people of the good world. It is 2021 when you are hearing this. We're recording this in 2020, so hello to all my time travelers. Um, it's about probably almost 2 o'clock right now. We uh, said we were going to do this at 12, so we're running a pretty pretty tight ship here, I have to say. Uh, I hope everyone's well. Been gone for about about a month and a half, maybe two months now from the podcast. Um, I put it on Facebook, I think, taking some time to really let what the Lord is showing me transform me, and that is exactly what is happening. More importantly, though, I have with me here a uh, really a true diehard fan of the podcast, an A1 since day one type of guy here. I have Timoshi Ramudan with me. Des Des. Uh, Tim is a man who is uh we met at bible school. That's correct. that is that is how we met. do we do we want
1: to go into how we met? Uh, I think it's funny. Um, I don't know if you've gone over the story. on on the the pod i don't think i have maybe maybe not i don't remember you going over the story Um, me neither But i think it's a really funny story just the way you tell it and just what went through your head meeting me i think is absolutely hilarious and the fact that you introduce me always by this story yes (laughs) i think is is just your novelty okay well then
0: that pretty much means we have to do it yep so it's it is a. 2018, oh, two years ago. Yeah, seems forever ago. It really does. 2018, uh, we both had just moved to Oklahoma. Yep. I moved from Georgia. Tim moved from New York, and for, uh, we moved there to go to Bible school. Um. The school that shall not be named. Uh, just so we don't get sued. You yes. know, copyright. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> um, first day of Bible school. Uh. Both me and Tim lived in different student housings across from the school, and so first day we're walking up, and there's a stoplight from one end of the student housing to the other end of the school, and uh, so we're about to cross the road. I walk up, and here's this uh uh just kind of uh smaller Indian-looking boy. Yep. Uh, he's actually he's actually Trinidadian and Guyanese uh, and Guyanese yep. for all you for all you uh. People out there,
1: yeah, for the culture, yeah, yeah, for the culture. <laughs> people out there, yeah,
0: for the hip ones, yeah, exactly. Um, for all my, I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so just this rather small uh, Guyanese uh, Trinidadian looking boy. Uh, uh, we call him a brown boy, or at least we've been calling him that. All brown week. boy, yeah, a week. Uh, <laughs> it's been mainly Blake. I I will say. He calls um, me a lot of names. Yeah, so. Uh, mean to me. Blake Helm, hate crime guy. He uh, performs hate crimes all the time.
1: All the time around me. It's yes, terrible.
0: Yes. Um, so, all, all those people out there looking for, to serve some justice, you can spam Blake Helm. Blake Helm. Helm. Anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, so he's there, and he has these. Tim has these, like, the type of headphones. That you would use in in your computing class in elementary school. Yeah, uh, that's what they look like. At least I now I now know that they're actually very good quality
1: headphones. Yeah, uh, that are highly respected. But what what kind are they? They were the uh, they were Sony clip ons, and usually um, the reason why I even got them the first place the the first place was because uh, I played a video game called Persona three. And the main character had those exact same clips. That's yeah. awesome. And he would always listen to, like, you know, you know punk rock on his, you know, headsets. So I was, like, pretty much in that same mood. That's hilarious. Yeah, so the main character. I never knew that. Yeah, the main character just moved into a new town and everything. So I thought it was fitting to just throw those wow. on. The prophecy. Yeah. The story arc. Yeah, the, the inside knowledge. The inner mechanisms of
0: my mind. <laughs> Are an enigma. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, Tim's wearing that, and uh, I'm sizing him up pretty hard. <laughs> a flesh boy. Yeah. Um, he judged me hard. Yeah, you think you're a spiritual boy, uh, but till you know no man by the flesh. Yes. Uh, you're not seeing by them grace lens yet. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at Tim, and I thought. Uh,
1: what a weenie. <laughs> what is this kid doing here?
0: I just thought, oh, oh, I I, 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 I said what I thought. And I said, I said to Tim, "Those are cool earphones, headphones." I mean, because they were, it's like nobody uses them. So I thought it was like just entertaining. And then you said, "Yeah." And then I don't know. That was literally the conception of our friendship. And so I, random. I think we started talking. Like I said that, and then you said that, and then after that, like we talked the whole day.
1: Yeah, from the crosswalk straight to. Getting into, like, the orientation.
0: The school, walking through the hallway. We
1: were, we were in the same color group.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're so right. Which is weird. Yeah. It's, that's pretty funny. It's kind of like we just started talking and we
1: never stopped. I think, yeah. And then you're just like, you got Snapchat? <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah. And so you added me on Snap and I gave you my number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give this guy my number and he's you know going to never hit me up once because you know most people wouldn't they just yeah. they're doing it for courtesy reasons mm. or because you know we had a few things in common cuz mm-hmm. we talked about band we talked about marching band yeah and you, how you played tuba tuba and how you were you were in a a rap group <laughs> yeah and the funniest part of it all yes this is it I'll let you tell it was uh, the fact that we got uh, pretty much halfway to the uh the crosswalk and all that. And start start talking about music, and now we're online for the orientation for the uh the Bible school, and um, Rock, uh, mentions you know how he used to be in a rap group, and I was like, oh yeah, you know I uh, I make beats, you know <laughs> I I produced some some things, and and you're like, oh cool, yeah, on what you know yeah what da download uh, download audio workspace mm-hmm. and I was like FL studio and he was dropping stunts and Brock was like in his head this guy's a poser <laughs> straight poser I did
0: I thought it, it was more like like it was more like a pshhh, yeah it was like okay this guy makes beats in quotations yeah because it is a cliche it, it like it, it really is a cliche now because it is so accessible mm-hmm. it's like it's a it, you can anybody can download a music software now and like fool around for a day yeah and like oh, you know i make beats
1: yeah that's what i did though see the thing is you weren't <laughs> you weren't wrong on that assumption that was actually what I, the thing was what you did get wrong was that i used the trial version see i'm not a i'm not that bad you're not that big of a weenie yeah i'm not that big of i commit mm-hmm. to my music making to some degree
0: yeah and that was pretty much it. That was like how we met and uh
1: somehow it stuck for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, well it was just it was subconsciously really clear that um that there was going to be few people that I could vibe with as hard because okay. within the first like 10 minutes we already talked about like five things we had in common. Yeah, true. And uh um So yeah, that's, that's, and then, I don't know, it was probably a month after that when you showed me your first, when you showed me that first beat, I think. Yeah. It was a while. It was in November. We were just hanging out. We were not interested in making music at all together.
1: I think it was just, we realized there was a rap scene at our Bible school, which was really interesting. So we both really bizarre. Yeah. So we were both kind of, you know, into rap music, um, rock more so than, than I at the time. And uh, so Brock obviously got in there because, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a rapper.
0: We were literally walking. We were walking out of our school. Yeah. And there was f- like Reggie, Nate, Nate, Nate Mo. Mo, Mo yeah. And
1: then I don't think Franz. Franz wasn't there. We met Franz three. and Junior later. And uh, Terrell. Terrell. Terrell was there. Was he really? Yeah. I thought he came in spring. I don't think he was there. Someone Maybe else?
0: you're right. I thought there was a fourth, a fourth, fourth man. man. Yeah, I in thought the there was a, a was a fourth man in the fire.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was it was you the entire time.
0: I guess so. Uh, yeah. Ab Ab was A-B. there. A-B. I bet it was Ab. He was there. Shout out Bizzle. Abizzle, Bizzle. <laughs> A-Bizzle. Nice. That's a good one. Um, yeah, we walked out of school and these cats were
1: for like just rapping, freestyling in this. Not even. Not even. Well, they were rapping on a beat, but you know. I came in. I did a. I spit some beatbox. You did. You did. You did the beatbox. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then,
0: and then I think I rapped. And then. You did. You freestyled. Yeah.
1: Which was pretty cool.
0: That was fun. And then, I, and then we were friends with all those guys. Yep. And then it was probably a little bit after that. It was like, I, I literally could never forget it. We were in my apartment and you're like, yo, like, so I made this beat. And I was like, okay, you know, show me, show me the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I was showing you that weird Caribbean music I was making at the time. Right. I think I showed you that, and I showed you a rap song that I had made over a Drake beat. Yes. I think that is maybe what triggered, in or that was what, probably if I was gonna guess, that's what made you want to show me
1: the beat. Uh, it actually was um. That that was a little bit before. I think that was Mm -hmm. like the first or second time we hung out. Yes. Outside of um orientation yeah um i do remember uh you showing me all the all of your work and stuff mm-hmm. like that which i thought i was like yeah dude the first thing i said was dude, you sound like logic ah. <laughs> <laughs> when i heard the uh we prayed it <sighs> the reprint
0: uh we prayed it beat for anyone who doesn't know why that's funny is uh pretty much my entire life anytime i've showed somebody my rap music it's Eighty-five percent of the time people say, Yo, you sound like logic.
1: So uh You do, man. You, listen. Logic sounds like me. You can't you get you can't face, you know, the undeniable truth without really coming to terms with yourself.
0: Really? I think it's a flaw in the production, you know? It's the uh-huh. production that makes me sound like logic, probably.
1: Wow, okay. Well, you know that? <laughs> If we're really gonna point, fingers I didn't here. even produce. We prayed it. So <laughs> uh,
0: two shades,
1: two shades,
0: two shit. Amen.
1: We're on the same wavelength.
0: Bars. Uh, this sounds so silly. Uh, well, we're getting to the end of the story, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, continue.
1: Anyways, so um, I showed you the beat. Um, November time, and mm. it was the time that uh you were discussing with Nate and Reggie that you're gonna hop on the uh, Danny Phantom track. Yes. So you were like, yeah, I wrote some bars to that beat that you sent in the group chat and then you spit it outside of the uh the the student center or yes. whatever with A B and Reggie. Yes. And that was it was that day where I showed you I was like, after you're done Whoa. spitting, I showed you the beat. I was like, yo, I made this last night. You should check it out. And then you listen to it and you're like, Holy crap, this is this has potential. Yeah. fire. Cool.
0: Yeah. And that beat went on to be what's known as Praise Jehovah.
1: Classic, underrated.
0: So if you haven't put it together by now, um, listeners, Tim, we haven't officially announced this. Tim is the uh, other man in Ladder Rain. Wow,
1: the man behind the scenes.
0: The man behind the scenes. The man running the knobs. Tim uh, the knobs. Running the beats. Uh, Tim primarily does the the beats on his computer. Yeah. And he records us, and or records has recorded me over these years, and. Produces it all himself, and he's a wizard, Thank a you. literal wizard, and that boy, that boy is anointed. That boy, he's, he's, he's touched
1: by God. He touched the hem of the garment.
0: <laughs> Amen. If he could just only touch the hem.
1: He eats the crumbs.
0: Yeah, even, even the dogs, dogs eat the crumbs, crumbs from, from the master's table. table. Touche.
1: Yeah.
0: Bars. You know what's crazy about that passage of scripture? Go for it is uh so there's only two times that the word great faith is used in the Bible.
1: And it's with the centurion. Yes. And the woman that touched the
0: the Serid, the Sid Phoenician woman. Sarah I, Phoenician. I always have such a hard time saying that. Sarah Phoenician. Yeah, I wish there was an easier name. The Sarah, the Sarah, the, the Sarah. Sarai. The Phoenician. The ph- the Phoenish the, ph- the phoenician you'd be phoenician son <laughs> that great faith Mars. <laughs> um so the it's really interesting that's the only time the word's great faith is used but like the term great faith you would think that's used all in the bible the right. way people use it mm-hmm. you know do you have great faith do you have small faith do you have a little faith.
1: that 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 faith of a mustard seed
0: yeah what do you have um, do you have big faith even though jesus said have faith of the grain of mustard seed do you have that mm, yeah uh kind of confusing it's truly leaves a lot of leaves a lot of people you gotta,
1: you gotta work out that faith muscle
0: bars you gotta really pump you... the iron i was thinking just yesterday about the the uh, logic or the teaching of the whole watch uh well you know you... <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was great the logic of like this concept that you have all this faith on the inside of you mm-hmm. and it's like money it's like you have to just dis- you have to dispense it to every area and like you can only use it in one area and if you use all of it in that area like you're gonna have a hard time in this other area right uh, which is just an unbiblical concept in itself 100 percent, not the way the lord operates mm-hmm. you know the whole 10 if you had a 10 dollar bill that never ran out i think that's more like the lord operates uh you got 12 pieces of bread five five loaves two fishes mm-hmm. and then you make abundance out of that you don't run out you can't over extend it right but faith is the persuasion of god anyway so it's not right. anything you do anyways great faith woman uh uh she comes to i think it's to get her daughter healed I think is what the situation was. Her okay. daughter was like something, mm-hmm. and, and she came to Jesus like, will you heal my daughter? Jesus wouldn't even talk to her. Right. Really bizarre. And But she keeps pressing or whatever or asking him, and then he says, I've come to, she's a Gentile woman, uh, so not a part of the covenant with the Jews, the is- people of Israel, and he says, I'm here to save the lost sheep of Israel. And he said, And then she says only, you know, even the dogs eat from the crumbs of the master's table. Which was cool, because it was basically her saying, um, I know by the law standards, I know by the Jewish law system, the system of being right uh, through sacrifices, I know that I am disqualified from that system. But there's a greater word of that system, which is you, Jesus, what you say, because you
1: qualify me. That is absolutely phenomenal. It is. To even come to that realization. As a Gentile? As a Gentile, and I think that just has to, you know, that's a testament to the fact that, you know, you could really be blinded by religious tendencies, and beliefs, Mm -hmm. by the law itself. Mm -hmm. And so when you live by the law, or you feel condemned under the law, um, but you're also kind of waiting or expecting, you know, that law to be fulfilled in you, Mm -hmm. um, you, you're blindsided by it. Mm -hmm. You completely disregard the fact that there's supposed to be another system, Mm -hmm. and... The fact that a Gentile, you know, who has the law in their heart, but doesn't, you know, are not obligated to live by it. Mm-hmm. That know that they can't live by it.
0: They're not law of Moses mm-hmm. type of conscious about it. It's not still in them, but it's not ingrained into their I just say like, Listen, mind as well.
1: If you're guilty for telling a lie, that's just the law, mm-hmm. you know, telling you that you, you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just that, that small little thing, I mean... Everybody feels it at least once in their life. Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that she completely understood that Jesus was the new covenant, mm-hmm. not just for the Jewish people, mm-hmm. but for the entire world, is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's super cool.
0: It's baller. Same thing with the Roman centurion, yeah. a Gentile. Guy, it was also a Gentile. Gentile guy. I am not even worthy for you to enter my house, Lord, you know. By the standard of the law, I'm an unholy person, but mm. I know there's a word that is greater than the message of the the word what what the law says, the word of the law which says you're disqualified, there's a greater word from Jesus that says you are innocent because of me.
1: That's pretty crazy. And I think that really reminds me of just King David. King mm. David had an unction that mm. there was something beyond the law itself. It's true. But he was like one of the only Jewish people, I think, to really understand that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he showed me um, Psalms 40, Uh which was a huge just eye opener to to see that David was like, there's something beyond this. I may not know what it is, Mm -hmm. but there's something there's a word greater Mm -hmm. than than the covenant we're in now.
0: Yes. And uh for those of you who don't know, Psalms forty is a, a psalm where where David he literally says in it, under the old covenant system, under the sacrificial system, he has the the guts to to pin a psalm that says, Sacrifice and offering you did not you did not desire. And um you know what I also realized he says the same thing in Psalms fifty one after he committed adultery with Bathsheba mm-hmm. and he says the same thing, uh he basically, in a paraphrased way, says, I know sacrifice and offering is not what you really want, but but a, but a contrite heart. And it's like, just like you were saying, that's wild for someone under that system to be able to see the flaw of the system. It's, you know, I like what it says in Hebrews 8 about, a, excuse me, I like in Hebrews 8 where it says, the God seeing fault with the old covenant system seeing the fault of it, he decided that it had to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was, it had fault in it. it. It it Book of Hebrews again says it could not make the worshiper, uh could not make their conscience perfect. Could not make them not guilty.
1: Mm. Interesting. What makes you think the uh the two people that were referred to have great faith, um since we we believe that, uh, you can actually go into this more because I don't think you really mm-hmm. have before, what faith really is, is the persuasion of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. What made you think those, two, like what persuaded those two people um, that he was, you know, a new covenant in like the world? I think,
0: I think that, th- uh, so faith, like like we've been saying, Faith is a persuasion, and for those of you that are listening that have maybe never heard it like this, I'll make it really simple. I'll use the scenario of me and my wife. Let's say that my wife is fearful that I'm going to cheat on her. Um, the actions that I do will persuade her one way or the other. If I'm If, if, if I show her that I'm not interested in other women, if I don't flirt with other women when she's around, if I don't, um, you know, if I'm not messaging other women constantly, um, you know, spending time with other girls uh, when we're married, it's like, uh, if I don't do those things and I do them over a long period of time, my wife will be able to logically look at the facts. Okay, look at my husband, look at him here, 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 and here. And then because of that, faith rises up in in her heart not by her actions, but by my actions. And that's the way uh, people like me and Tim believe. Faith is a thing that God does, and then it happens to us. You cannot muster up your own faith, because uh, then you're actually just living under the law, trying to produce your own quality of life. And uh, the Bible doesn't say to have faith for things. It has it says to have faith in Jesus. Um I know that's a really small explanation and that might leave a lot of questions but anyways that's kind of the platform that we're reasoning from and so what I think uh, made them have great faith well that would mean they, they were greatly persuaded about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I so I think the only way that they could have been persuade, uh, persuaded by Jesus because you know faith technically like it comes from logical facts and experiences. Um, I've had enough personal experiences with the Lord. I know you've had enough personal experiences with the Lord. Countless. Yeah, to the point now, like even even if you were quote unquote in the dumps of your life, even if you were living homeless on the street, it's like you've had enough encounters with the Lord to where you know that He is, you know, He does take care of you and all these things, and that you know He He you know loves you with an unconditional love, mm-hmm. and uh, you've been persuaded over a you know large period of time and those facts have offered comfort to your heart and so if that's the process of faith then i think there couldn't be any other explanation other than these two gentile people they saw and heard jesus healing people Mm -hmm. they saw that he was doing it for anybody that's the only way because the whole concept i think of like blind faith you know just just give me you know uh, I know you and me have done this many times, you know, I'm just going to believe. Uh, I don't have any reason yeah. to believe, but I'm just going to believe. Mm-hmm. That's blind faith. That's not real faith. Real faith is a persuasion based off of logical evidence wow. yeah. on why. If, if 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 you look at a car and it looks good and it looks reliable and you look at the engine and the engine sounds great, you're going to be persuaded to get in that car and to drive away. Yeah. If it looks trashy, if, if it's barely starting up and it hears that your faith is going to happen. You're going to believe that that car is not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's uh, based off of just the reasoning of how I understand faith works. um, I think that the two of those people just, they had to hear and see a bunch of stuff that proved that Jesus was willing to heal them. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. That's cool. I mean, it's also like just to add on to just the, uh, the faith persuasion dealio Mm -hmm. um habakkuk talks about the just living by Mm -hmm. the lord's faith
2: Mm -hmm.
3: his faith Mm -hmm.
1: and i think it's you know super true because if you live by his faith you're justified wow you're justified in not your works Mm -hmm. not your ability to believe Mm -hmm. but his ability to persuade you Mm -hmm. that he is there for you Mm -hmm. 100% and I think that's absolutely just like completely like seals the deal Mm -hmm. on on persuasion
0: would you be comfortable with opening up about your experience maybe we'll call it um being hyper focused on your own faith oh yeah we'll call it that what 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 was your and if you want to tell like a precursor to Mm -hmm. of like maybe where you came from and then where you went to and then where you're at now you know, what What was your experience
1: All right, well, dealing
0: with that, being so conscious of your faith?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I, growing up, has, I've always been conscious of my faith because I, I grew up in a faith household. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents were part of the faith movement um, with Kenneth E. Hagan and, mm-hmm. you know, Charles Capps and uh, Lester Summerall and all these, you know— faith preachers and teachers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, men of
0: God. Men of God. Touch not God's anointed, yeah, the, or the, you will die.
1: You know, the stories that you hear about people that walk into a church and you just feel goosebumps and all that stuff, the power of the Lord is just so draped upon them.
0: Yeah, if you could just touch the hem of their Their garments,
1: garment. that, that you'll be healed instantly. Mm-hmm. And while I think there are, you know, some truths to that for sure, I mean, God moves and, you know, basically anyone, because he's no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be, you know, born again, just born again. He will use you as a way to help others. Mm-hmm. Just even through your mistakes, he will, you know, have others prosper and yourself prosper too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, growing up, uh, I remember my uh, my initial understanding of God was just so bad like what was your
0: image of him
1: my image of god i think from like toddler years to like elementary school was just unattainable you know divinity ouch yeah like i could not I, i could not know anything about him Mm -hmm. and that i had to do exactly what my parents would tell me to do and what the word would tell me to do Mm. um they would always say something about relationship but it never tied into what they were preaching ouch which never that's why it was so confusing to even grasp relationship even though they said it and they're like you know your relationship is a huge part of your faith walk uh, um so and the
0: emphasis isn't even on, on
1: the relationship relationship's
0: just this tool you're trying to use to get to an end
1: yeah so i that's basically how I was taught primarily throughout most of my life mm-hmm. i was like 18 years of my life i've been told um you know that relationship and faith go hand in hand and that you need to you know obviously from my understanding, that faith was a bridge to that relationship. I just I had to lay down the proper bricks. You gotta, you gotta access. Yeah, you the like throne room. You have to tap in. You really need to close your eyes and get on your yeah. knees and just get and pray for eight hours. Well, yeah, it wasn't that extreme, but that's how I took it. Yeah, uh, I know my parents, um, didn't mean a lot of what they meant. Um, it's just that for them, this is the only thing they knew. When yes. it comes to preaching and teaching, mm-hmm. I knew that their relationship wasn't really reflected in what they said because I think my parents have a wonderful, full relationship with God. In they their do. Own
0: way. I've seen it.
1: Yeah, they like people. They they are. <laughs> they like people. They like people. They like people. That's more than most Christians, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're a step of the head, I guess. Um, they still have their moments, but I say that they... who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, they are only human. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm one third wall to wall Holy Ghost. Ah, don't you know my identity? <laughs> Nonny? It's Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's actually true. Um, Mars. But, uh, yeah, so I don't blame my parents for the way they taught me um, mm-hmm. whatsoever. I think it was just my ability to understand um, what they were getting down was just, I don't know, I couldn't pick the, the sticks uh, from the hay Mm -hmm. and it just it just combined into this mess
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but eventually um i would get into arguments with my my parents sometimes about it too like it'd be Mm -hmm. like well why would god do this how old were you how's okay so when i started getting into arguments i would say arguments but they were more like conversations but sometimes they got heated Mm -hmm. um but i was around when i started doing this i was probably around like 15 16 17 pretty like as a teenager, emotions yeah. were just on an all time. Sounds high. about right. I That's was What ve- you do when you're that age? I'm very defensive with my beliefs at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I want me people to you know, I want to feel validated. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You want to prove those people wrong.
1: Yeah. i Because you're, sh- you're smarter than them. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like very egotistical. You know, with the middle school and high school. Obviously, uh, I wouldn't admit it, and people wouldn't really either. Mm-hmm. um but it, it's true i mean mm-hmm. if if you took a look into my mind as a 15 year old you're like mm-hmm. wow this kid thinks he's like the coolest guy on the planet yep and same it, <laughs> yes. same experience as well so like yeah i was but that's why i would probably you know bring this stuff up to my dad because i'm like well why would god do this and why would God do that and if you know he's you know all loving all encompassing and yeah all that stuff obviously it wasn't a really it wasn't a jab at ga- uh god yeah. It was actually a jab more so at the teachings. Yeah. Because it was like
0: Well, they don't make sense.
1: Yeah, they didn't. It was they were at one minute they were teaching relationship and then they were teaching about work how to get to that obedience. relationship. Obedience. Yeah, obedience. The 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 ungodly relationship. It's truly a relationship uh of the law rather than of God. Yes. It's it's a relationship with with works. And yeah. that was um basically what, what what would you say works are?
0: maybe for someone that doesn't know what you mean by those uh, are works.
1: Works. Okay, so basically works um I feel like anybody could really uh relate to this, but work is basically just your ability to um I guess just do right by Pro-produce. by yourself.
0: Yeah, produce produce life with your own ability.
1: And and to uh do things without a uh, a without guilt, with mm. a guilt-free conscience, to, to be able to produce and produce without a guilt-free conscience. Because you can produce, um, you know, something, Yeah. but that, is that fruit good? That's yeah. the question that people have. I mean, neighbor
0: you know, it's the difference between that Isaac and that Ishmael. One, one is a child by the flesh, one's by the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. And so um, works is really just, you know, you um, – I'll put it like this here's an example of how i grew up and how i handled god when it came to um my relationship quote unquote
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i would come back from school um i'd say i was like in high school at this time or even middle school i was i was like I was in 10th grade when i kind of realized that the lord kind of brought me out of a, a depressive state in ninth grade mm-hmm. um so i was having the best time of my life in 10th grade nice um and I still had a problem being able to understand relationship. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I had to do 100% everything correctly in my day. Like mm. no cursing, you know, no thinking about girls, mm-hmm. um, uh, being nice to people, all of that stuff. And I'd come home. And how did you think I felt? It's horrible. Yeah, because I Under couldn't. the law. I could not fulfill that. Yep. And so I, sh- I went up to my room after a long day and, like, I would just feel super guilty. Mm-hmm. And so I would just apologize every single day for four years of my life. Oh, my gosh. I went to my room and apologized to the Lord for not living correctly. Wow. Because I felt like I wasn't producing the right fruit. Yeah. And so that's how I would pick, like, I would show somebody, like, this is work. Mm-hmm. If you feel like the thing that you're doing is not good enough for God to enjoy, mm-hmm. then you are in a law mindset. Old covenant. Old covenant. You are just so under bondage. You Relating are in,
0: by performance.
1: You are in Egypt, my yep. friend. Mm-hmm. And you are also probably, uh, you know, not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You are a slave to your own works, to your own ability. And... You're just going to fall short, not even from God, but from yourself. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. God's never going to see you and see you fall short from Him. Ever. Ever. But you, your expectation of yourself is what you're going to identify with. Mm-hmm. And so that's why every time you identify with yourself, you're always going to fa- fall short from that identity. Mm-hmm. But then when you identify with Jesus, a man that fulfilled the law mm-hmm. in every single way in every aspect mm-hmm. and when you identify with that you can now also identify with fulfilling the law yeah and that you can see god the way he sees you yep or you could see yourself the way god sees you
0: and it just makes you feel separated you feel yeah. that god is far which in actuality is not far he's on the inside of you uh, i was told things like if you know you you have the holy spirit on the inside of you hmm and uh, if you're having sex before marriage, just think about the Holy Ghost living inside of you when you do that. It's so bad. It's so Talk about feeling guilty. guilty. Yeah. I was told. I I was told though, as long as you ask for forgiveness, it's you know, it's covered. So like, I would have sex with a girl or something, mm-hmm. and then like, as I was using the bathroom afterwards, I'd be like, God forgive me for my sin, and then like, I'd be, like, oh, I'm I'm in the clear. I'm good. I did mm-hmm. it. I did the thing i um i provided my
1: own forgiveness oh wow that's interesting mm-hmm. wow, so you were just you're kind of cocky
0: yeah well i wasn't religious though mm-hmm. I, like i hated church and i i didn't like read the bible or anything but i just knew if you just confessed your sins you were in the clear and you were on god's good list wow so you you understood a,
1: a fraction of grace Maybe a little bit, because that's that's kind of like
0: you could call it grace, but I that's why I I said like I could see I could see you're right because I didn't feel necessarily guilty after because it was kind of like oh I said it I did I did the magic words that makes me clean and holy right you know I'm cool with God I did my thing today
1: yeah so I'd say that's. Better than probably, you know, going into your room and apologizing out of just guilty Well, conscience. that's way
0: worse. That's like,
1: you were, like you said, living in Egypt, man. Dude, I had a, I had two backpacks I was carrying to school. My physical one. <laughs> yeah. And my emotional one. Yeah, all that baggage. All that baggage. <laughs> From the law. And I just kept picking more baggage up every mm-hmm. single day. And then I would dump it outside, like, onto my floor in my room. And mm-hmm. then I would just have, like... Go back to school and do the exact same thing. Out show every single day.
0: So you did that for that period amount of uh, that amount of time. Uh, what what would you say the next transition was to Bible school or did something happen between that and Bible school? I
1: think um, so. It happened right around my first breakup. It was the hardest one for most people. It usually is, but mm-hmm. that's the one where I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I feel like I'm gonna die. Like yep, I can't believe she's gone. Mm-hmm. But um. So I obviously went to the Lord for comfort. It was the first time I ever did that. Wow. I think that was like a huge step up for me. And I that somehow my parents, uh, they've grown up in, in the word and whatnot. So they helped me out with that. A lot of what they were saying, honestly, like they, at this point in time, they were teaching and preaching a good amount of relationship, less faith. That's which, cool. Which was good. They they were growing in their own right as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it only got me so far. Um, It was, it's like... The amount of comfort that I got was good, but like, it felt like I was like trying to squeeze out that comfort. You mm-hmm. know, I was still trying to get comfort in my own own ability. Yeah, um, by like trying to press into the word a lot more mm-hmm. and listening to just sermons a lot more, because mm-hmm. um, I felt like you know that had that carried the essence of Jesus, and that that will help my heart just heal. And it, it honestly really it distracted me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I. Uh, what helped my heart heal the most was just hanging out with my friends. Yeah, and it was just people who were there for me, who gave me like a nice little pat on the shoulder, and they're just like, "It's gonna be okay, buddy." They took me out to eat the day it happened, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> we found the windiest spot ever, and I remember it to this day because it was just the funniest thing ever. Mm-hmm. The entire time was a great time, and that's really what helped me. It was just the communion, if anything, it was the come and dine, come and dine, come and dine, <laughs> like mindset and that's what helped me Mm -hmm. and i think that was god just touching my heart from a different aspect in my life Mm -hmm. um he used the people in my life to touch my heart and because he's just like you may not know me personally yet Mm -hmm. but you still know me and Mm -hmm. i still am looking after you so use my friends i think to just warm my heart sounds about right yeah sounds like something he'd do yeah, because just because I don't have like a, a knowledge or an uh, understanding of a certain aspect of him doesn't mean he's just gonna be like, well, I can't work in that uh, avenue until you learn it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta get out the boat, right? You gotta you gotta really press in. God wouldn't call you to get out the boat. Well, God
1: didn't tell Peter to get out the boat anyways. Peter asked to get out the boat. Mm, he, he did got, it to himself. He did that to himself. He honest, <laughs> Jesus said to stay put. Don't yeah. come out into the water. I'm coming to you.
0: Yeah, he was clearly already walking towards him. Or, I don't know, there's that one where it's like, and he passed by as if he was not going to. But
1: Peter just wasn't persuaded. Apparently not. The, 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 apparently the oh, evidence. Oh, you have little faith. Oh, you have little faith.
0: <laughs> you walked on the water for like half of the way and then you were unpersuaded.
1: yeah you're just and he was, then he was focused on the wind and yeah it's funny because they would use that as like uh mm. oh his faith wasn't great enough to meet jesus at the center right mm-hmm. but it's like he wasn't even supposed to meet him at the center jesus was supposed to come to him
0: jesus was just working with his stupidity right as jesus does so well mm-hmm. uh that's pretty much my whole experience with the lord it's
1: just him mm-hmm. uh oh you want to do that oh okay, yeah, sure the only time a bride will come is on a, a back of a camel <laughs> Okay?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Effortless. Yeah. And it's the camels that he sent out. Exactly. No camel. You didn't provide these camels yourself.
1: Dude, you're sitting chillaxing on a camel. Like, you're not walking yourself. You're draped out in the gold. You're you're a fine glass menagerie to him, dude. (laughs) Ravished. Dripping. Wow. Straight
0: dripping. Straight gold. Yeah. All gold on my chain. Ice. Wow. Diamond and ice, bro. Icy. Amen. Uh, Gucci down to the socks.
1: Yeah, so that was the uh, the time of my first breakup. Was like the time, of, and I felt like there was a lot of relationship happening at that point. My mm-hmm. time. So this was like basically senior year of high school. Um, around this time that that happened. Okay. And uh, fast forward to my decision to go to Bible school. 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 Bible school. Um and uh, yeah, cause my sister went. Mm-hmm. Um two years before me and uh that's how she met blake yes and that's how i was acquainted with blake um and so i also decided to go because my heart was like you're going you're just gonna need it yeah that's kind of how i felt Um, yeah so that's why i don't rail on bible school too much is because i knew it was like my life would be i don't know i don't know where it would be if i didn't go yeah because primarily it was the people that I met that really solidified my relationship with Jesus. Tis true. Specifically, my boy Barack. Preach. Yeah, uh, took me under his wing, and really just uh. He really just walked under. He I was, was just kind of there. He was the Aladdin. I will show you the world, shining, <laughs> shimmering splendors. He was the Jesus of my life, at least you know in the time of Bible school. Um, he definitely. Hammered me in there. He made me religious,
0: actually. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I just preached what I knew, which
1: wasn't a lot. But he just, uh, hey man, you spoke my like my dad. So I was like, yeah, I'm friends with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'll be friends with you too. I'm friends with my dad. So which, yeah, that's great. Yeah, because so, the way he quotes scripture was the way like my dad would. So I was like, this guy knows his stuff.
0: I do like your dad. He is like that. Yeah that's it. that is really funny the similarities.
1: Yeah, so that's like I'll stick with Brock cuz he reminds me of my dad, just a more extroverted version yeah. of my dad.
0: That was that was a really fun time though. I agree. We would just hang out and make music and we
1: never we never had a falling out.
0: Never. We've, I don't think we've ever fought once.
1: No. I don't think so. There's times where you're just like, "Can you do this onto the song?" and I was like, <laughs> "Brock, I'm going to kill
0: you." Yeah,
1: don't ever ask me to do that again. But
0: I would just keep pushing. Yeah, you would to be hilarious. Yeah, I was tired because I knew you weren't really f- serious. Yeah, I you was. Were just being I was. Meme-y.
1: I wasn't serious, but sometimes I would get a little annoyed because I'm like tired. Oh, yeah. I would be there for like four hours. Oh yeah, we would grind. Oh my goodness, we would stay there for a long time. Yeah, and just like we would be there till literally one, two a.m. Mm-hmm.
0: And then go to school the next day.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I would never go to school. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you somehow you weren't even there for half the I time. I
1: scraped by. I yeah. some I went to enough to where they they didn't kick me out, but they were like you're coming close to it. But I never got the letter. It, nice. And I was able to go to second year technically. I w- they would have let me go. I, assigned, I applied for it and they were like, yeah, sure, you can come. I my grades were terrible. I'll tell you that right now.
0: I s- still never looked at one grade I had. I had no idea how to check it.
1: probably all A's because you're religious. I don't know. Religious man.
0: I know I got one question wrong and uh uh what believers' was... authority. Who taught that? I don't remember. That was a.
1: Uh... Oh, was I it? think right? Maybe.
0: I don't want to say the name, but maybe I
1: thought name. that was a uh, prayer. Prayer was the one she taught. She didn't... yes.
0: She did do that one. Yeah, I know. I missed one question on her test.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was
0: the one one can set flight to ten thousand, but I put like a thousand. Mm. I think instead of ten thousand.
1: It's all right. No shame. Yeah. Again, I failed most. Quote the law. I failed most of my classes. Nice. So I was,
0: I was, I didn't care. Yeah. Well, we can get. Well, let's chug along here. So, so, so so, right. so, 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 that was your experience. So let's say okay. So you get you get to Bible school. And what was your what was your experience with the Lord during that time?
1: All right, so this one was strange. This one, um, because as I continued through Bible school, the more zeal I had, um, for the Lord and for just the uh, the things of God, the things of God, yeah,
0: the deep things, being Yay. able
1: to being able to um, be next to Him, have a relationship. So I was more heavy on the relationship aspect for sure, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Um, faith had a a new meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to me. And that was, you know, I never necessarily believed the whole working out your faith thing. I never really believed that. I believe, you know, the scripture saying, you know, if you have faith um, as big as a grain of uh, mustard seed, right, then you'll be able to uh, pick up the mountain and cast it aside. So I was like... Thought that listen, I mean, regardless of where my faith is, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to like exercise it to think that you know, or to get bigger faith or mm-hmm. to get more faith. I never really believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, which was one step, you know, to the right direction. Um, but obviously not the whole. because um, during Rama, I um, <sighs> <laughs>
0: it's all right. <sighs> Most anyone that's listening probably knows where we went. Please don't sue us. Don't stu- stone us. Don't please.
1: Don't take us out back and just kill us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Bible school, um, <laughs> uh,
0: TM. Uh, we were actually talking about the Greek word Rhema. Yeah, we we're actually that t- spoken that word spoken of God. Word. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: You know, it's uh it's really complicated. Um and you really have to have a high IQ to understand <laughs> the complexity of the spoken word rhema. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh
1: um but anyways so um while going to bible school faith faith and grace fought constantly yep it was at a constant battle and so oddly enough as much as i had i felt like i was doing great it was like the best time of my life it actually was not i i remember all the times i felt really guilty coming back from school or just from from work or whatever um, and just feeling really guilty that I didn't spend time with the Lord, that I mm-hmm. didn't read my word, you didn't talk to
0: enough people. Yeah, I
1: didn't talk to, I didn't witness to enough people and get them saved. Um, all this stuff and it just weighed a weighed differently, you know, it more hit so, different. It hit different because now I'm not trying to uh, live a righteous life, um, kind of like in a general general like sense, but more so live a righteous life in my ability to look holy. Mm -hmm. um because when i was going to high school yeah sure i wanted to be a good person but that was it but now it was like i want people to see jesus in me i want people to feel the power of the Mm -hmm. lord that Mm -hmm. is in my life Mm -hmm. i want people to know that i am separated yeah the way i meant to be amongst Mm -hmm. the crowd and that's what obviously bible school yeah was supposed to teach us
0: and there's nothing wrong with I think thinking that, yeah. or I mean, you know, you'd had experiences with the Lord, you know, you knew God was real and you wanted to share that with people. Yeah. And I don't think there's, I th- I think probably what you just explained is what m- the pitfall of most people, which is you get born again. Well, obviously you were born again, but you know, you, you experience Jesus in some capacity. Yep. You're excited about it. Maybe you get around other people that are excited about it. And then, you know. The only way you know how to, quote unquote, express that is, um, okay, you know, I guess I just better do all the, you know, quote unquote, righteous, holy things that you're supposed to do. Um, and, and then you start to force it out like you, as you said the other day, uh, like a like a tube of toothpaste. Yeah. You're just, you're trying to squeeze it out instead of, uh, you know, the the branch technically doesn't even have any ability to produce fruit It and its source never ends because the source is the Right. So it's just a different way of life, I think.
1: Yeah, so that was Rhema Bible School. <laughs> All of it. Um, yes.
0: I, it was funny, it's just a little side note. I would always notice that you were, like, slightly depressed or sad or upset. Yeah,
1: you would. I wouldn't go out and see friends or anything. At, like, I'd always know. Copious amounts of time, and then I'd just show up and be like, yeah, you know, I think I finally got out of the ditch. Yeah. And then I'd just go back in. It was
0: bad. Yeah. And in my head, you know, the only way I had the only the only thought process I had in life was, well, he, well, he just needs to have more faith. I mean, you know, it's like that was, and it's it's so interesting how religion will just twist you to see to even look at a friend who's like clearly hurting in some area of his life, and then your only thought is, well, they just need to do better. It's like that is not the way that Jesus thinks. Not at all. That is not his comfort.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, obviously, uh, I knew your heart, so you definitely talked me into some, you know, good talks about just being able to, you know. Mm -hmm. You left me alone because you you knew that I'd probably figure it out eventually. (laughs) Yeah. So I appreciate that. You didn't really take a rod and just start spanking me.
0: Well, you know that. He's got that rod that protects you and the staff that, you know, guides you. That rod is for correction.
1: Yeah. You know, problem shepherd's got to beat Proverbs his sheep. Proverbs says that, you know, you spare the rod, you hate the child. Hate the child. Yeah. No, spoil. You know what that means? It means to hate. Okay? Yeah. And if you hate your child, that means you will not beat them into submission.
0: Wow. you're t- Well, how else are they going to obey? Exactly. Fear.
1: You, you, you got to fear. It.
0: It's the fear of the Lord. Yep. Yep. You got to have that fear, man.
1: Yeah. Because listen, if you don't have that reverence for the Lord... You're going. You're going to hell. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. going. You have t- two tickets to not paradise. <laughs> That's what you got. Fear God, boy. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was Raina. Re- I keep saying it.
0: <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You know people, what? Listen. People Sh- listening now.
1: Shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> Give a shout of praise. Give a shout of praise. People know we're not trying to bash them. Now listen. It's just. I will not let people, like, invalidate what I felt about Rhema, Mm. okay? About Bible school. Yeah. Because what happened was real, and the position um, that the Lord and I are in now, the fact that we are sharing each other's quality of life, the thing that I never thought would even happen Mm -hmm. in my entire life Mm -hmm. is happening, and I, I will tell you that I have accepted so much about myself that Mm -hmm. i never thought i would be able to do in a lifetime Mm -hmm. and so when i i went from this you know place of just thinking i knew god to a place of like actually knowing god Mm -hmm. it's night and day well let's talk about the flip okay so
0: what so you're in this so you're you're in this bible school you're feeling guilty you already have a history with guilt um, but now, would you say it's probably just a little more amplified now because you're like in a place that is literally the focus is how much you do for God. Yeah, that is the focus and the pressure, and so you're in that state. And what what was it? What happened in life, or what do you read, or like any scripture or teachings or experiences? What happened that caused you to start to shift on? You know, hey, I don't know if all this is
1: is is right for me. The shift happened when I, quote unquote, found the secret place. Mm, Yeah. A place where you seek God's face. Mm. It was a huge part in. Wow. Yeah. Abiding in rest. Mm -hmm. You know, abiding in a a place that is so picturesque of relaxation, Mm -hmm. of um, absolute pure unity Mm -hmm. and love entanglements and all that stuff. It Mm -hmm. was just such a. Expressionless time for me, Mm -hmm. where I could not even fathom what I was feeling, Mm -hmm. and how I entered this, you know, quote unquote, secret place. Because really, it was just the understanding the a a different aspect of of Jesus, Mm -hmm. um, or God, really. Um, And uh, it just it happened um, one night where I, I don't know, I was just like, Lord, I just. I don't want to come to the throne anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like the throne is great, but it's like the servitude. Mm -hmm. Didn't you say that I'm supposed to be sitting in heavenly places alongside Jesus?
0: Mm -hmm. In Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: I was thinking that, listen, Lord, I want to see more of you. Mm -hmm. And so he, Jesus came. uh, I specifically just remember Jesus just in my heart coming to me. And he says, you want to ditch this place? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to leave? Want to come? Come to my garden? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I want to come to you, come to your garden. It was actually, um, prayer school. It was a Tuesday, so mm. we had prayer school. Mm. So this happened in prayer school because you know that place was well, just, prayer school is like, lit. Yeah, it just it's a flowing. Yes, it's a stream. You can find Jesus there all the time. So, um, that's what happened. I was at the throne. I was just you know with everyone worshiping, and then Jesus was like, yo, bro, mm-hmm. I got the manna. Wow over here eating on the bread. And yeah, the I've, got, I've got the true manna mm-hmm. over here and I'm like, okay So I go in and dude. Just, okay. 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 <laughs> um, so I just go in uh, with Jesus metaphorically hmm And uh, well what I was met with was just this Pure sense of relaxation and rest. Mm-hmm. It was so strange. I never felt anything like it before and so um, from there and then on, I think that's when things started to kind of flip a little bit. It was actually more of a subtle flip, you'd actually... Because it took me a whole year. Oh, it takes a long time. Well, it takes time a long time to get out from the Because at that point, I wouldn't even say I was in grace. I think I was just in a, in a place that I wasn't really expecting to go, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. So I had assumptions and kind of ideas of what this was, but, you know, the way I used it, the Lord went along with it. But he's like, the extent of what the secret place is is just that that christ rest mm-hmm. ability to relieve yourself of works mm-hmm. of um your faith mm-hmm. and just be able to abide in the vine mm-hmm. you can be a branch in the secret place mm-hmm. and that was really what it was for me mm-hmm. um, but i didn't figure that out until like i said like a year after i yeah. even ended up there in the first place
0: well it's a place that um it's, it, it it's this this special place in life where y- your quality of life, your happiness, the the things that you physically need or own, the, everything about your life, the areas of your life, it's a place where you can say my life is good not because of um not because i in my human flesh and mind worked some kind of principle right. or spiritual principle mm-hmm. um you know because my whole thing is like like if i got if i was believing for a car and i got a car you know who gets the praise for getting that car me you know yeah. i believed in it. it was my faith but it's a place where you can honestly say the quality of my life is not determined by anything except jesus, jesus. and i think that's how paul could sit in a sit in a prison and write philippians and say i'm content with all things." like in the natural you know Paul didn't have Paul didn't have cars and big houses and this quote unquote American alive the American gospel. dream the yeah. American dream westernized gospel is what I would call it a phony gospel that focus your focuses your attention on things instead of Jesus and right you know Abraham's blessing
1: listen I'm trying to get that uh that middle class. Uh, wage going on? Okay, that yeah eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you know, year. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm trying to get that that nice house. Yeah, that car. That Mercedes. God promised it to me. Yeah, that's that's agape. <laughs> yeah, <Man.
0: laughs> yeah. So it's for the for the listeners. That's what the secret place is. It's just that place where you you are naked before the Lord.
1: I like the way you put it. Where it's like it's a point in time of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a period of your life. Mm-hmm. um that you enter into and I think that's a wonderful way of putting it because I thought it was more so for me it's like I, vi- I visualize it as a, a physical place to enter. Yes. Into. Um, well, because
0: it has really it's a it's a, you know it's a you could say it's a place in your heart, it's it's, it's a spiritual place. Like a pocket, yeah. Yeah, in the pl- playing in the pocket, man, the drums you got to stay in the pocket. Uh but but like you said it, I think it does feel more real than that because the effects of it start to manifest in your life you're you're healthier you're feeling more happy um you know um, blessings are coming your way Mm -hmm. but it's but you've done no confessing you haven't studied the word you you know you haven't just worshiping
1: just like upside down things that we were taught started to come started to become undone yes slowly but surely i stopped reading the bible less i started sleeping in more mm-hmm. um, uh, I, st- I stopped going to class mm-hmm. um, uh that was I would say kind of a, a dual thing where it was also just like Ramo was a stress you know mm-hmm. stressful time as well yeah just everything that was happening with you know choir and yeah you know I wanted to change churches and the social pressure yeah and the social pressure too because it's like it was they were cl- it was kind of clicky it's, it's kind of high schooly yeah uh, so
0: not by design no but they also don't not
1: try to stop that <laughs> it was because i was brown <laughs> yeah
0: he was the only brown boy
1: yeah Listen, i mean i was chill with the international students they, the international they students
0: me. were the coolest people yeah they were super cool yeah because i don't think they were tainted by the whole Westernized like you gotta have the biggest
1: stuff yeah. which equals the biggest faith no they were they came from more humble it's you know true. gospel it's true in my opinion it's true yeah. And it definitely showed from just their ability to like love other people. It mm-hmm. wasn't from a place of like I have to, but like because of a place of like I'm at rest with this person. I want them to understand my quality of life. And mm-hmm. I think Kenny was like that.
0: Kenny. She's super
1: good at Shout this. Shout out Kenny. She's such a such a motherly person. Yeah. <laughs> she, cared a, she was great. She cared a lot about like my health and she was like, "Are you eating? Like you're really skinny." And I'm like, she's wonderful yeah she has such a pure heart for the lord yeah
0: she was we did the nursing home ministry with her and she was she's a great preacher too man she's awesome
1: yeah so it was it was just the ancient were great i remember hitting. they were great all the students were pretty great yeah for sure I mean, a ton
0: of awesome people yeah
1: I, I had really no qualms with anybody it was really just um i think There was just pressure, you know, being mm-hmm. able to, to skip class and have that grace, mm-hmm. you know, was obviously not, you know, because yeah. people were like, you know, you got to go to class, you're disrespecting the teachers, and you're also yeah. like,
0: you know. You're disrespecting God. Yeah, you're disrespecting God. It's really you know, a problem to them, I yeah, suppose.
1: Yeah, it was like, to them, they they believe that if you're skipping class, then you're not getting the, you're not seizing the day. Yeah. You know, what God has you're in store for you. you soaking up. Yeah, you're really going to regret not being, you know, not being in class today because mm-hmm. you just did not receive the fullness of God. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I was sleeping and I was chilling in this garden. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really care. It's
0: a whole different world. And uh, both, I think, me and Tim don't, We, you know, we claim there are ditches. You know, when you get out from under the law, I mean, you're you're a ditch boy. Yeah. You You start doing all the opposite things out of spite. Yeah, which feel, is only natural though. you feel lied to you feel oh yeah
1: absolutely upset because your way of living at least for me it was 18 years of my life i've been living the exact same way mm-hmm. and then when i'm told that god is not mad at me regardless of what i do mm-hmm. and even further than that it's the fact that he wants me to solely rest in his finished work mm-hmm. he doesn't want me touching anything anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's like i've i've built this up for you mm-hmm. and you alone
2: mm-hmm.
1: i just think dude when you find out that you're his ultimate desire
2: mm-hmm.
1: you want to scream you want to rampage you're like yeah. oh my gosh like this is so different from how i was taught mm-hmm. and so you obviously like yeah you're right there was tons of digits i was mad for mm-hmm. i'd say when I went back to New York, I moved, uh, cause I wasn't going to second year. Um, yeah, so I neither moved.
0: of us finished. Yeah. So Bible I school.
1: I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to music school. Mm-hmm. Um, that flopped. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I went back to New York and primarily for my first semester, I was angry. I, mm-hmm. I was just so upset with, and the worst part was I was, I was kind of falling back into a religious mindset mm-hmm. as I was being upset, which is mm-hmm. really weird. Um, But uh, once I got out of uh, the whole semester and the whole college thing, uh, the Lord spent a lot of time um, really cultivating um, the grace message to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just from people, interactions with people, Mm -hmm. um, talking with my family, um, talking with friends, I spent pretty much an entire year doing absolutely nothing, and it was the greatest thing mm-hmm. I think I've ever done for my my spiritual. You world. mean
0: nothing for the Lord, quote unquote. Yeah, quote un- you, you means, quote unquote spiritual things.
1: I didn't go out witness. I didn't read my Bible unless I really was like, yeah, I want to check out this story real quick, or like mm-hmm. I want to like get into it, but from my own volition, or like I want to look at this you know passage of Scripture in a grace lens Mm -hmm. um but those were rare moments because i was living it. Mm i was living under a grace lens and the Mm -hmm. lord was just it's so interesting how he you know like he got rid he detoxed me Mm -hmm. and then and then through rest through just me doing absolutely nothing for a year Mm -hmm. i was completely detoxed of all religious mindset at Mm -hmm. least from what I'm, I I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, again, there's some times where I can be like, oh, uh yeah. But I think I just contribute that to me not understanding the full aspect of grace, yeah, um, fully. Because I mean, a year is a year, and it's a wonderful year, and it really sped up the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, there's there's still some things that are a little bit like probably. Isn't. Oh yeah.
0: Well, I've I've figured out that. Um slowly but surely you start to recognize areas in your life where you're like yeah wow i'm I, i'm totally functioning under a law mindset i'm i'm trying to provide my own quality of life you know whether it's i need to not do this thing so i'm going to work my hard to not do it or work my hardest to not do it it's like that's the law system that's the you know working for off of the sweat of your brow for that bread
1: yeah I, I think uh recently it's just been music you mm-hmm. know that's been like can't, i want to be like i want to create a good song Mm -hmm. you know and so i just go in do whatever and Mm -hmm. i I do what's kind of like i know is best Mm -hmm. now because i just i'm so focused on making a song rather than having fun with it Mm -hmm. and just you know becomes work yeah yeah it becomes stressful and it just it's like wow you know most of my goals that i put up for myself for music honestly just flops through because it's just stressful and i don't enjoy it Mm -hmm. um so i just stopped i just put that aside because i'm like i'm really approaching this from a you know law mindset.
0: Yeah. Like, what you're going to work hard and get those goals fulfilled by the strength of your flesh.
1: Yeah, like I'm going to I'm going to push through. I'm going to persevere and prevail um based off of just how good I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just it's crappy. And I don't do really well doing that kind of stuff. So um I just put that aside and I realized that and just recently this happened. So I was like, wow, okay, I got to Gotta calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so for that whole year, um, I uh, it was it was that's where the flip happened. That's honestly where most of it happened. It yeah. wasn't even like leaving Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to college. Um, still operating in a a law mindset for primarily most of it, mm-hmm. but then finally just doing nothing actually mm. helped the lord minister to me the most mm-hmm. because i realized how content i was doing nothing yeah resting
0: well it's like they say the city dog country dog and some of you might have heard this but you have a city dog you you get home that dog's just pent up in this apartment all day and these loud noises are everywhere as soon as you open that door what's that dog gonna do you know run straight out right yep. and that's what everyone does i've done it tim's done it like probably most people listening to this have done it if you haven't that's totally awesome Um, but when you're stuck under such a mindset that says my quality of life is going to be based off of how good or bad that I am in the areas of my life when that is how you think you know that is like being a city dog you are just so pent up with just frustration and guilt and you know so many other things can sprout from can can branch out from that but they say you know you have a you have a country dog though 200 acres of land but where do you find a country dog sitting right in the porch right where they're supposed to be you know next to the next to the owner Mm -hmm. um and i think that's the who is that walking i don't know uh i think that's the uh the process that happens a lot you the city you do the city dog and you go kind of nuts you go kind of wild for a little bit and then over process you know you start to Maybe return to those things that you were doing, but like you said, under under a Christ lens.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um, it's been a good year. It's been mm-hmm. a good year of a transformation because that was to you know this year was the year that I'd say it was like where the real flip happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, that and just like your calls, you know, to mm-hmm. to keep me on my toes, <laughs> to keep me sharp, you know, is iron sharpens iron (laughs) yeah so i
0: usually talk until 2 a.m most nights
1: yeah so anybody who has an ear i would kind of bend it a little bit but i know they weren't like you know super heavy into what i was you know Mm -hmm. preaching on and teaching on and all that stuff yeah and it's not even preaching or teaching it's just a discussion really it's like yeah here's what i noticed you know tell me if i'm wrong and Mm -hmm. i would talk to my my family my parents um and uh you know, they were like, eh, yeah. you know, it's like, that's cool. But no one really took me seriously or no yeah. one really cared. So, but when you called, I mean, that's when we would just, you know, go absolutely, you know, nuts and just talk about Jesus for, you know, hours. Yeah. Um. And so that was also just something that really helped me through it because, you know, it, eschatology. <laughs> eschatology. That, was, that was a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. What bothered you about eschatology? Dude, it was just... The way I put it is my parents, the way they, they taught, you know, eschatology was just that, you know, Jesus is coming again. He's going to be rapturing out a specific uh, people mm-hmm. um, before the tribulation happens, you know, before mm-hmm. the end of the world starts to ensue. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got to make sure you're one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was the red flag for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it, um, knowing Jesus now, God... Would never want to instill fear into someone's heart, thinking that they're not gonna, they're not good enough to make it from judgment, mm-hmm. right? Even, any human, even yeah, any human, any human, and and so when you think of that as a born again person, yep. it made no sense to me because as a kid, I would always like check, or sometimes I would always check, um, uh. The living room or something if my parents ran on a sunday or something and they weren't there i'd freak out mm-hmm. because i'm like oh my goodness they could have been taken away and i would have been left wow. behind and i as a kid that gave me anxiety
0: mm-hmm. it was that administered fear to
1: your heart and so when i think of the scripture you know if, if jesus is peace you know then why would he even you know make a system like this Mm -hmm. in the first place
0: yeah he already died yeah he already did the hard work why is there a part two to the to the requirement
1: it's and like you said it just seems like you know what it just makes jesus and what he did on the cross you know it's it's kind of like saying it wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. and that's that's so stupid
0: yep that is a violation oh my bible's breaking. (gasps) oh well go on sorry
1: it's well loved yeah um so yeah that's kind of what really triggered my like this isn't this is not it chief yeah you know the whole tribulation rapture you know Mm. how revelation just um you know pre-trib post-trib all that stuff i was like and it's funny you called me one day and you're just like yo guess what and i'm like i out of nowhere i just say what do you not believe in? In the rapture or tribulation? It's like you don't believe in end times, and you're like, how do you know? <laughs> and it's funny because I was just like, because I don't believe in it, and I didn't have any scripture, or whatever. But I was yeah. just like, from fe- just from like pure feeling, and I'm just like, <laughs> just from knowing Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's just not it. And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, eighty temple, eighty temple,
0: and I was 80, like, seventy,
1: and then that's where I was just like, <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Well, I just have this pretty famous passage of scripture pulled up here if you'd like to hear it since we're on the topic shoot john 14 this is the famous um jesus is coming back passage
1: he's coming back again coming back for me it's like he said he would what a jam
0: well that's such a good
1: still in terms of musical yeah
0: composition it's just so good yeah yeah, I agree. So, John fourteen. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, if it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the word mansions there is not the word mansions. Oh. It's the only place in the New Testament where mansions is used. Uh, this word's actually used twice in the New Testament. And it's used in this same passage of Scripture, John 14, but verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep our words, my Father will love him, and he, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Abode is the word. Dwelling places. So in my Father's house are many dwelling places. Who is the Father's house? I am. Exactly. So in my Father's house, there's many places for him to live. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there may ye be also. John one eighteen says that Jesus is at the bosom of the Father. That is where the only begotten Son is at, the bosom of the Father. So Jesus, um, he's literally telling them, hey, I'm about to go to prepare a place for you. This is the night before he's crucified, uh, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um so where is jesus going right now he's going to the cross right he's not this isn't if he would have said this after the cross it would have you could make an argument yeah jesus said this uh pre-cross though i'm going to prepare a place for you what's that place jesus is going to prepare the place in abba's heart for you for humankind he's going there to take the law system, the sins that he's already carrying, that law system, he's taking that system, the system that says you are what you do. He's taking that to the cross, dying it away, raising from the dead, and ascending to the Father. Boom! That is the place he's prepared. It's just the new covenant. It's the new born again experience. He fulfilled the checklist exactly. And whether I go and where I go, you know, and the way you know, they're like you know where I'm going. Thomas said, "Lord, we uh, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way?" Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me." So, uh, you know, I don't think it's just an opinion. I think the scriptures there, and I think if you study John, I challenge anybody. If maybe that's a new uh, a new wrinkle in your brain, I challenge you. Read John 14, just that chapter. Uh, really, you could read. 14, 15, 16, and 17. Just read John. Yes, actually. Just yes. read John. Quit what you're doing right now.
1: Go read John, and don't come back until you figured out everything about John. Yeah,
0: go and sin no more.
1: Go and sin no more. Eight hours. you got You got to make sure you pray it out, too. Pray yeah. out
0: the Scriptures. In the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I challenge anyone to read, to read John 14 and those chapters after it. I challenge you to read it from the perspective that Jesus is talking about... Hey, we're making a place for you inside of God and God inside of you. If you read it with that lens, I think you guys will be very surprised at how the chapter unfolds very differently and also how a lot more of it makes a way more sense. So that's just a little snapshot. Sorry sorry people, we can't go super deep into it, but so eschatology bothered you. I have another friend that actually like uh kind of same experience a little rougher though, like they were totally into like the left behind movies and books and right. stuff and like again a child waking up not knowing where their family's at the first thought they have is god has left me yeah oh, that yeah. is demonic that 100%. is demonic that that does not minister the love the of god the
1: worst feeling i could probably ever tell you is that feeling mm. that god Did not value you. Wow. Even though you're born again. Even though, yeah, exactly. Even though, scripturally speaking, you are completely innocent in his eyes. Mm -hmm. I still felt like I was not valued enough to be taken away.
0: Somebody listening right now,
1: tell me how that ministers the love of God. It doesn't. Not at all. It's like, you know, a dad that doesn't want to pay child support. Wow. Wow. That's a pretty, pretty spot on illustration. Yeah. And what kind of dad does that? Probably a dad that, you know. A deadbeat dad. And honestly, it's no jab at a deadbeat dad because he probably has a lot of things going on in his life too. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm not, I'm not here to talk about deadbeat dads, Mm -hmm. but essentially, yeah. I mean, in terms of just like leaving a child, objectively speaking. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty terrible move. Yep. And the and we have God right here, and if if that's what He would do, then what kind of God are we serving at that point? It's
0: true, and I think me and Tim, I I, I know for a fact that we could spend the next two hours c- going into the scriptures that quote unquote prove you know these eschatology beliefs. I you know I believe that between the two of us we could easily open up all these scriptures, give you all the facts, do all this stuff.
1: We're anointed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, if you uh, – personally, I'm not going to do that uh, because – That's a lot. It's a ton. Um, If you guys are looking for a good eschatology teaching, Lynn Hiles is a great teacher. Um, L-Y-N-N, is that how he spells his name? Yes. L-I-N-N-H-I-L-E-S, Lynn Hiles. He's a great, great eschatology teacher. Paul White – yeah. has a, like, 40-episode series on it, and we pretty much believe mostly what those yes. two guys believe for the most part. Not everything, but...
1: You know, listen, it it, it comes as you commune with the Father. It comes as you yep. live your life, and mm-hmm. you share your quality of life, and he shares his quality of life with you, mm-hmm. and it just opens up. But I'll tell you this. Eschatology opens up a different face of Jesus Yes, that just is... Enamoring
0: brings you towards him, not a, afraid of him. Yes,
1: it is. It did what I thought it couldn't do, yes, which was show Jesus in a grace light.
0: Yeah, uh, what I was gonna say is we could give you all these facts and do all these things and debate scripture and blah 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 blah. A bunch of stuff that I know me and Tim are neither of us are really interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one aspect I think is worthy of pointing out, which is I would probably say the way that me and Tim. Uh, filter scripture or doctrines or anything like that. It's through the lens of a family dynamic. Yes. If you, if, if you can take something that Je- you claim Jesus does and if you can say that I do that towards my wife and if, you, if, it, if it's a bad thing, then that's not what Jesus does. Yes. If you can take a doctrine and you can apply it to a father and a son setting and it works and it demonstrates love to the child if you can do that then it's of god if not again the 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 simple reasoning here people if you believe in jesus and you believe that god is love that is what he is he's he's love unconditional love if that's what we claim we believe he is then doctrines that are making people feel i mean there's people that have never gotten married or have children because of scriptures like uh and what is it first corinthians um
1: do not be unequally unyoked.
0: Yeah, and then like you know, if you're, uh, I prefer all men to be as I am, as Paul uh, said, yes. you know. But put in context, that scripture is for a certain time, a certain time period, certain events. Uh, the, Paul's the,
1: experience with marriage, you
0: know. <laughs> yes, it's true. Paul's never married. Paul no, doesn't know the joys of a human marriage. Yes. Although I think he could understand them because he knows Jesus, the, the yeah, love of Jesus. He knows a spiritual marriage, and he could under he you know. It's very practical, mm-hmm. he, you know. Uh, the The marriage, human marriage, is the shadow, and the and the body that casts the shadow is us and Jesus. But what that's all we're saying is things that don't fit the lens of would a father ever do this to their son? And that's the way Jesus did it. Jesus constantly said, um, you know, he 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 made comments all the time about. If you are being natural or evil, the same thing, really, if you being naturally evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much, much more? more does your fa- your heavenly Father do it? Exactly. And so Jesus, that is the lens that he used, and he came to reveal the name of God, which was what? Father. Father. Ooh. Pray like Ooh. this, Father. That's how you pray. Papa. Yep. Big Papa. You're not that, uh, oh, you're going to love this, Tim. Hit me. Uh, the 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 what was it? The the import importunious uh guy knocking on the door. What do they call that story? Um, it said he had him because of his importunence or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the word right now, it's a really weird word, but it means you know, quote unquote, uh, his perseverance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, um, so we have this guy, you remember this story, yes. I know you do, it's famously taught there at the Bible school. You have the guy on the inside and you have the guy on the outside. The guy on the outside, he's got a friend coming over and he needs some bread. So what does he do? He goes over to that other guy's house at like twelve at night, knocks on it, and the guy says, Go away, I'm in bed with my children. Mm-hmm. But because of his because of his persistency, the guy opened up the bread, or the guy opened the up the door, door and gave him the bread. Yes. And then what do you what's our takeaway from that? We're taught, uh, you just gotta keep on knocking.
1: You gotta keep going, run the extra mileage.
0: Yep, and that's and then right after that, he tells he tells he says those who ask will uh, find, or those who seek will find. Those who ask will be answered. Those who knock will be open unto them. So keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. Seeking, ye shall find.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So that's the traditional, um, interpretation of that parable. I think that's in Luke, like 12, maybe. It's a
1: really weird one.
0: Yeah. That makes no sense. Yes. If that's my dad in there and I'm on the outside of the house, one, I'm not dwelling, I'm not living with him. But you know, you know where we are at in this story? We're the children. That's right. In the bed. Yep. Who he's with. Yep. And for those of you who don't know, you know, back in Israel in those days, the house is like two rooms. Yeah. There's like a family room in the back and then a kitchen in the front and then the front door right there. It's like one hallway pretty much. Mm-hmm. So when you're in bed at night, you're all in bed together. Yeah. You're, you know, and this guy's outside knocking uh trying to relate to the guy on the inside based off of his performance. And you have the kids what sitting in bed Ooh. with their abba. Yeah. What do they say? Wake up middle of the night, dad. I want some bread. Here you go. You know, mm-hmm. this other guy's over here trying to relate to me, you know, like a servant. Leave me alone. I'm in bed with my children.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: serve my children. If you want some bread, be like my children. Wow. Mm-hmm. Baller. Isn't that such a just completely different?
1: Oh, yeah. And it makes sense. It's like <laughs> the other one's like persistency, really? Is that really what you're doing? Gonna... Your faith. Yeah, your faith, your ability to... To knock on God's door. It's mm-hmm. the other way around. He's knocking on your door, dude. You just...
0: Yeah. It's true.
1: Phil Driscoll's song.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll be
0: there. Oh, my gosh. I love that song. Yeah. That's such a good song.
1: The whole album. Oh, Coven- slapper. Covenant Children.
0: Slapper. Great, great album. Amen. So, for anyone listening, that's that's the lens that we view Scripture from. It's a I would call it a family-based theology. Yes. I don't care what it is. I don't care what scripture you have. If I can take it and apply it to a wife and a husband, or a father and a child, then I if I can apply it to that, and it sounds weird, it's not true. Totally different. One is a one is a Egypt mindset, and one is a promised
1: land mindset. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's just it simplifies pretty much everything in the Bible. It does. It makes things so much easier to read to Mm -hmm. digest to understand and just now you know what you're looking for yep well that's like the first thing now you understand like okay if this if this doesn't seem like it portrays a picture of a familial you know relationship yeah then there must be context around it that does
0: yeah you know makes you perk up a little bit because you read something and you say and you think okay it looks this way but I know yes. that cannot be the meaning of it. Right. Because that's not God.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, have anything else on your on your heart or mind?
1: I feel like I'm good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, I've I just feel that really that that release in my spirit.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've uh let out the anointing. Yeah. All over the viewers and and you <laughs> that Spiritual anointing. Wow. I remember when I used to just talk
0: like that all the time. Yeah. Just the total you know. Not that not that it doesn't happen. Yeah. But it's just like you don't always have to be like, the spirit's really speaking to me. Or, you know. I really felt it in my in my spirit. The Lord gave me a word. Yeah, I got a word for you, brother. I really had it on my heart to just do this. I read your mail. Yeah. <laughs> uh I really have it on my heart to uh, take poop. You know, it's like really what I want to do. I'm just really feeling that.
1: Not I that poop, but Christ
0: that poops in me. <laughs> Counting all things dung. Counting all things dung. Really, to yes. compare it to Christ. Yeah. Amen.
1: Well, uh, would you like to pray for the people or? Yeah, it's gonna be a short prayer. That's you, fine. Just mind. bless them. Let them have it. Well, Lord, we uh, come to you in the name of sweet Jesus. Um. That uh, the people that are listening to this, that they are blessed in not their works. No, 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 no. They are blessed because of your works, Lord, Mm -hmm. because you sent Jesus to die on that cross Mm -hmm. and that he fulfilled the law system, which we could not, and that we can live in his abundant grace, not by our faith, but by the persuasion faith of Jesus and what he has done for us and Mm -hmm. what he continues to do in our daily life. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And I think I also just want to pray for the viewers, Go actually. For it. Uh, Jesus, this is the start of a new year for all these all these beautiful people. And I know this year what you want, Jesus, is to show them, to prove to them how much you love them. And I just challenge everyone listening, test the Lord. Tell him, I wanna I, I wanna see how much you love me. Uh, you know, I know the scriptures say don't tempt the Lord and whatnot, but he welcomes the challenge of you not being persuaded. You know, when when my wife Kylie was rejecting me, that only made me want to pursue her more. And that is how God feels. He he wants to pursue you guys. He is pursuing you. It's not he's not waiting. He's he's been pursuing you forever. He's uh, so excited for this new year with you guys. Low pressure he doesn't want you to rest in your own strength. He wants you to rest in His strength. And I think we've talked a lot about that this podcast. And I just hope the the fragrance of this podcast of, of and, 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 and just the vibe and the feeling that me and Tim experience and many others do living in grace, I just pray that you guys would go deeper into that as I know me and Tim are going deeper into that as well. Um, learning how to... Let go of our works and to only receive just that pure grace, that pure manna. Amen. Will y'all be blessed? And uh, we'll 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 see you next time. Thank you, Tim, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Amen. Yeah.